they say the only constant in this life is change. Well, that's never been more true than the year 2020. Certainly, it has been a year of incredible changes. One of the biggest changes that we in the livestock community faced happened when we heard the news that the National Western Stock Show for 2021 was going to be canceled. Left quite a void in a lot of our operations, but things begin to look up as we heard rumblings and rumors about new shows that were going to pop up to substitute it for this year. One of the shows that's going to happen in Grand Island, Nebraska is called the Nebraskan Livestock Show. And today we're going to give you all the information you need to know about that event. Van Knighting of Battle Creek, Nebraska is joining us to fill us in on some of these details. Now Van is leading the team that has created this event and will host it on January 9th through the 24th there at the Nebraska State Fairgrounds. It'll cover all the information in this interview, the who, what, when, where, tell you a little bit about the facilities and how to get entered. It's a good episode with lots of information. Before we get into that interview with Van, I just want to take a quick second to tell you, our listening audience, thank you so much for your support of this podcast. Prior to this episode, we crossed over the 25,000 download threshold. Now, that may not be a big deal for a lot of podcasts, but it's a big deal for us. And we're awfully humbled. We really appreciate it. And we want to just take a minute to say thank you for your continued support and for listening to the Cattle Pros Podcast. We appreciate it. Now, let's get into our interview with Mr. Van Knighting. Well, Van Knighting, first and foremost, we want to welcome you to the Cattle Pros Podcast. Uh, we've been wanting to get you on here to talk about a pretty big event, and so we're really glad that you made time to be with us today. Um, for those of you listening at home, we're in snowy Nebraska, both where I'm sitting here recording and where Van is, and, and there's a lot of extra chores to do today. So, Van, thanks for making time, especially on a day like today. Not a problem, Jake. I I feel like I have arrived. Uh, I've watched <laughs> every podcast you've done, and uh, you know, I, I got—I'd be lying if I said I wasn't jealous at all the people that have already been on. I, I mean, uh, I consider this an honor. Man, I appreciate that. I really do. And um, we, we're very fortunate to have some awesome guests on here. And if you're from Nebraska, you're probably familiar with Van's name, at least. And, and many of you are familiar with him as a friend. But Van wears a lot of hats. I think that's safe to say. Um, I first met Van when we hosted the uh, uh, National Junior Angus show in Grand Island in 2016 at the new fairgrounds there. And Van um, is the founder and an operator of Lakeside Livestock Equipment Company. And he was generous enough, as he is with so many breeds, to provide a lot of the shoot equipment that we needed down there. And um, he's also uh, the brains behind the Rock Bottoms. Uh, if you've ever been up to the Nebraska Fairgrounds, they're the unique uh, stall fronts, portable stall fronts that are designed and utilized by not only Nebraska State Fairgrounds, but so many. And Van, I'll let you talk a lot more about that, but um, just to give the listeners at home a little bit of an idea of, of who you are and what you do. And, and then in your free time, by the way, you guys also have a, a ranching and purebred operation there with your wife, Kathy, and your children. So I don't, I'm not even going to ask you what your hobbies are. There, there can't be any time for that. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't have a hobby. I don't have a lot of patience. And I've learned that hobbies take a lot of patience, and I, I don't have many of those. 
Well, as you can tell uh, from that brief introduction there, we could have a whole nother episode about Van and his businesses. And I'd like to do that, Van. I really would with you and, and let you um, tell and teach us a little bit about what it is that you're doing, because I know you're, you're even doing some crazy new stuff that you've shared with me too, and it would be a great episode. But today, we're going to focus on something that um, uh, is more maybe over in the volunteer column of things for you. And... Um, uh, of course, as all of you listening in the cattle community know, um, we have lost the National Western Stock Show for the year 2021. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is that we have some um, substitutes that have risen up to take its place, and Van is the guy in charge of the show that's going to be called the Nebraskan, held in Grand Island, Nebraska, at the beautiful Nebraska State Fairgrounds facility. And I am going to brag on those facilities because, Van, um, you know as, as well as anyone um, what has went into those facilities, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that a little later. I just want to just start by jumping right in with both feet to this cancellation of the National Western Stock Show and ask you if you can unpack a little bit um, from the time that you heard the news of that cancellation uh, to the time that this Nebraskan began to be kicked around in people's head as an idea and, and, and it opened up into a full show. Walk us through that process and just start to tell us a little bit about What's going on with this show in Grand Island? Well, Jake, uh, to, to, let's be perfectly clear. I wasn't driving down the road wondering what I could get involved with because I had so much spare time. It wasn't a boredom, uh, I'm sure. It wasn't boredom. Actually, how it started was we had, we had a group of us had some conversations, and this was actually quite a ways prior to September. Uh, the announcement, I believe, was September 14th. Uh, so these conversations had started in August. And that was, we felt, uh, out of just being neighborly more than anything else, we felt uh, the, we, we should probably, some of us should have reached out should, uh, to the National Western and offer the facilities in Grand Island uh, to be used as an alternative location for the National Western Stock Show in the event it was unable to be held in Denver because of construction. Because mm -hmm. um, we all know that's going through a major renovation right now. And if you're there last year, you experienced some of those growing pains. So lots of changes. Correct. And so it wasn't necessarily a COVID issue or a uh, it was nothing more dynamic than that. It, it, a lot of people like to to ad lib a lot of uh, story into this. That wasn't necessarily the case. One okay. thing led to another. Uh, the announcement came out on the 14th. Again, we reached out immediately on the 14th and uh, offered our facilities if, uh, if it would work. Um, nearly as immediate was a response that, uh, you know, because of legal issues and and uh, protection and names and ownership and things like that. The National Western Stock Show is not le cannot legally be held anywhere but the city of Denver. Okay. And so, how uh, there's a week in there, a few days in there, perhaps that I'm missing out on something. And I, I think it's the reason that the good Lord lets you forget about certain real traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and so, one thing led to another, and. Uh, 
the idea was hatched to do an alternative show. Um, we made an announcement fairly quickly, uh, and it's probably a good thing we did because if we'd have done any research, we most likely wouldn't have made the announcement. Uh, anyway, and uh, consequently, that's why uh, most people heard about it or started from the Showtime's Facebook page when they announced that the, the first uh, replacement. Well, we're not a replacement. It's an alternative or substitute, as you said. Um, we're very specific in what we're doing, but uh, we just kind of, we, we, we kind of, all of us uh, rallied and, and I know I have been, you know, I've called in markers that are 40 years old. I mean, I've called every single person I know that owes me anything and most of them that don't owe me a, nothing. Um, but it is what it is and we're, we're running with it. Well, and the name of it is going to be the Nebraskan. That is correct. And can you give us the dates on that van? January 9th to the 24th. So Jan 9 through 24. Okay. Let's get into what it's going to look like as far as the show itself. So it is going to be held in Grand Island. Is this going to be a multi-species event or are you going to focus on cattle only? We are focusing only on open class purebred cattle. We will do junior breed, show, junior breed heifer shows. Um, so basically where this started and how it became this. Um, and there's, there's some relationships we don't need to get into. Uh, however, uh, we are currently uh, and exclusively, which means the only one obviously, the exclusively supported and endorsed by the National Western Stock Show Board of Directors and staff. Uh, and in fact, we will use uh, all of the new yards, the new pen panels. Uh, some people would have noticed them last year, the, the part that was removed and, and replaced, those were the new panels. Uh, we'll actually utilize those panels in Grand Island. And in fact, uh, we're, we're tracking remarkably closely because that is our agreement with the National Western. Uh, we're tracking very closely in terms of rules and regulations, scheduling, times uh number of days in fact we are literally the exact same dates that we're supposed to be in denver okay. um and the only changes really are those required by different states uh, health requirements perhaps um and then, then some dynamic uh location changes but predominantly we're we're pretty much right down the line of denver uh and so in fact we refer to the tie cattle, the show cattle is the hill cattle oh, okay. and the yard is the, is the pen cattle. Um, and, and all of our, all of our uh, scheduling and all of our promotion will all refer to hill and pen. Uh, and part of that is because that's what we're all used to. Yeah. Uh, and so it seems to simplify the, the uh, ability for people to comprehend when they look through a schedule. So to nutshell that a little bit, Van, I almost imagine if, if our exhibitors would just rip that page out of the National Western Exhibitor Handbook of those schedules of the breeds that are going to be invited to attend, the shows that will be available, it's going to be almost a mirror image of what um, we would use, be used to having at the National Western. Is that right? Remarkably similar. Now, the schedule has changed 27, 26 times, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the schedule was literally moved around um, after the Oklahoma City event came online. Uh, we just, we simply kind of, I, I guess it was me, I shrugged my shoulders and I said, switch them up, 
and allow people to show it both. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not real big in a competitive standpoint with anybody on a deal like this. Uh, our goal literally started out, and this when I say our, this is be my wife and I and our boys. It literally started out from our perspective of being very selfish, quite honestly. And the selfishness was, I wanted to continue to be able to do business in January that I was used to doing. And if we couldn't do it in Denver, I was going to be able to do whatever I could. We were going to do whatever we could to make sure that everybody still had that opportunity in our little circle uh, to be able to continue to do business. And that's where this kind of morphed into. Well, and you know, I should have started there, Van. Um, that's a great point. And so let's circle back to that and, and just unpack that a little bit for the people because you, you say selfishly, but the fact is that many of us, including yours truly, would be in that same boat because um, the Denver Stock Show, as we knew it, for so many of us, um, at least in our opinion, Van, we viewed it and treated it uh, as a gigantic trade show. And we took our cattle there because living in a rural part of Northwest Nebraska, we're far enough off the beaten path. It's not convenient for people always uh, because of travel or weather or other issues to come by the ranch. And so it sometimes makes more sense for us to go to the people. And the National Western Stock Show in Denver was as good of a venue for that as we've ever had. And, and it's a huge tradition with our family and our ranch. And um, that's why we go there. I mean, we, we like to compete and we like to try and win a, a, a banner or a prize or something. But the gravy on the biscuit for us is that interaction with the crowd and an opportunity to do business either at the stock show or when we do have our bull sale um, a month after the show. And so um, I, I respect what you're saying in that you wanted to provide a place to recreate that environment, if you will, and to give breeders like yourself and myself and others, many, many others, the opportunity to, to have that because we rely on it so heavily in the marketing of our operations. Absolutely. And, it, and it's not, you know, from our perspective, it's been over 10 years since we've had cattle in Denver. Uh, yet we do two four-day weekends every single year. Uh, we don't take cattle. We don't take shoots. Um, I sell a lot of shoots. I, I know a lot of people. It's all about networking. It's all about, it's all about uh, uh, communication, being, being in the right place at the right time with the right people. And, you know, most of these people, I only see them once a year, and that's in Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, you know, will they be in Grand Island? I certainly hope so. The invitation is, is, uh, is absolutely out there for them to be. Um, and we, we, you know, we want to put on a top notch first class deal. Uh, I think we have facilities, which, you know, as you know, are literally designed for an event of this caliber of this species, um, and this method. Uh, and, and I take, uh, I t honestly, personally, I take great pride in bringing an event, uh, to those facilities that literally will use them for everything that might've been dreamed of in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Well, and you teased this a little bit, but, um, you know, we talked about the, the goal and I, I really like that. That's just where you're starting the goal of trying to recreate some of that Denver magic by getting some of the crowd there and given, uh, cattlemen an opportunity to do business with some of that crowd, but there's some other key components of the National Western Stock Show that 
a lot of people are asking, can we recreate it? Will it be duplicated? And, and one of them, and you've teased this a little bit already, I think, but is the, the yard show or the pin and carload show. And you dangled a carrot in front of us uh, just a minute ago that said you're going to be using some of the equipment and the, 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 the panels that will actually be at the, the National Western as it's rebuilt. So I assume, Van, yes or no, that we are going to have a pin show at the Nebraskan? Absolutely. That, and, and remarkably similar to what people are used to, not only will the panels uh, that will be used in Denver for the next 50 years or more uh, will be there to, to make up pens, um, but the night pens will be being out of the same panels. Uh, the entire system will be set up so that all of the day pens are under a roof. Mm. Uh, at, at the very least, there won't be wind. It's not, a, it's not an enclosed building. But we will <clears throat> we will uh, cover the open uh, part of the walls and uh, we'll keep the wind from blowing. But I, I've made this statement: Imagine doing a pen show and not having anything snow, never being snowed on, and never have the wind blow on. It's hard to imagine. Uh, <laughs> it is hard to imagine, uh, and and it is going to be pretty cool. I mean, the 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 arena inside the heated uh, uh, portion of the Aurora Co-op building. Uh, it'll have, uh, it'll have 500 plus seats. Uh, the arena itself will be on dirt. Uh, the cattle will show on dirt. Uh, we'll have the, the same, uh, 60 by, it'll be 60 by 90 arena, uh, which is within five to 10 feet of the exact size of the Pepsi arena arena. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll have the announcer stand in the center. Uh, we'll have makeup areas inside. Uh, we'll have a concession stand inside that same area. We'll have real and real nice restrooms uh, on on in that room. <laughs> and I know that's going to be a bigger deal than you may think. A lot of people, men and women, make a comment about that. Yeah. Um, and of course, one of the more unique features, and this is maybe something that just uh, you know, when you get to make when you get to make some of the decisions, you tend to do it just because you want to. Uh, but I think it's got, I think it has not only the cool factor, but I think it's got a, uh, a remarkably um, uh, sensible factor to it. Uh, the night pens will be uh, allied from the day pens from the building so that the pen cattle literally, literally can be driven to and from morning and night. Because that's, as exhibitors, that's something we enjoy about the uh, National Western is because there's a large number of cattle that we take, you know, 25, 30 head of cattle. It's not sensible for us to always have that many people that could lead every single one of them. So we take the halters off in groups and drive them to their night pens. And uh, that saves us a lot of time and manpower. So you're going to make that option available as well. Absolutely. And, and let's, let's, uh, Let's cut through the chase here a little bit, Jake. You know, you and I both know there's been a, quite a few bulls uh, broke to tie on the way to Denver. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guilty. <laughs> so am we, I. Uh, that's their first trip to town from, from, uh, from our outfit. So even when you think you got them pretty broke when they leave home, they still see the bright lights of the city and uh, act maybe like you and I acted the first time we saw the bright lights. I want to tell you, uh, 40, uh, 40 years ago, almost 40 years ago, uh, I helped my cousin and we ran, we ran four bulls out of the bullpen through a head gate, put halters on them, 
opened the head gate, ran him down the alley, reached in the side of the trailer with a show stick, grabbed the rope, tied him to the side. And he said, hurry up and jump in. We got to get to Denver. And I said, how many times have bulls been tied? He said, they'll be broke when we get there. That's ranchy. <laughs> and that is it. That is the absolute truth. Uh, he might've been a little more that way than most people would have, but uh, you know, I, I think there's practicality. Like you said, you don't have that many people. I will, I will clarify that we are not planning on car loads. Uh, okay. We will do pens of three and pens of five. We will okay. do bulls and females, but we are not planning at this time to do car loads. Okay. Understood. And, and, and I think that most people could probably accept that as well. And to be honest with you, I like the addition of the pins of fives and some of the, the breeds that maybe don't already have that option available. That's, that maybe is a way to include uh, more ranches and get more involvement uh, in terms of numbers in there. So I think that's a good addition. It'll be interesting, Van, when the smoke clears and all this is in the rearview mirror, there will be some um, things that happen at the Nebraskan that I bet um, go back to the National Western. And, and, you know, we tried something new over here. It seemed to work. So let's make it a permanent part of the fixture. I, it's just a prediction. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I wouldn't well, I be surprised that, if that happens. Sure, absolutely. It, it, that's how the world works. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can come up with something that, that works that way. Sure. Okay, we're talking about some of the traditions. So we've got the hill show that you guys are going to obviously have with the haltered cattle. Great news to know you're going to have the yard show. Here's another big part of the traditional Denver that we, um, uh, we know a lot of business gets done here. And it's always kind of a, um, it's a spectacle. And that's the herd bull alley. So those three or four or five, whatever it is, rows of cattle, right? When you come in the yards that have all the new sires, especially heavy with the club calf sires, but all breeds. And uh, on certain times of the week, it is shoulder to shoulder and it'd take you a half hour to get from one end to the other. Are you guys going to try and recreate the herd bull alley? We are, Jake. We're actually going to do it for, uh, we're doing it twice. We're going to do two four-day uh, turns of it nice. uh, simply because the change in the scheduling to make this available for all breeders everywhere if they want to participate in both shows. Uh, we, we mixed up some of the breeds that'll be different than typical Denver and it, it really allowed an opportunity to have two different weekends to do uh, per se a herd bull alley. Uh -huh. um, some of them I've talked to plan on being there both times. Uh, they're certainly welcome to stay the entire 16 days. Okay. If they want to, uh, they just enter twice. Um, but uh, again, it'll be inside under roof. Uh, it, it'll be in the, in the north barn. We call it the sheep barn. Um, but it is built exactly and identical to the cattle barn in terms of water, electrical layout. It's a little smaller, but uh, we're going to put it on the, on the east side of that uh, building. And uh, I think it'll be very nice. It'll be, there'll be 10 by... 10 areas and uh i believe we have 40 spots 40 or i'm probably saying this wrong maybe it's 60 spots i don't know if we have if i actually counted them out could be more than that but uh plenty of spots plenty of opportunities and by spots i'm referring to two 10 by 10s okay all right so this should be pretty ample room there for display of some of these herd sires absolutely and you know, the other thing is, and some people even buy the herd bull displays to do this, but there are all kinds of tents, vendors, um, 
you know, people just merchandising something like your other businesses, you know, the shoots and the rock bombs and whatever, but are you guys going to have a trade show for lack of a better word there, an opportunity for vendors to uh, showcase some of their merchandise to potential customers? We are, we have the, what we call the exhibition building. It's a hundred thousand square foot exhibition building sits right on the North side of the building of the Barnes complex. Uh, we'll have windbreaks set up, of course, for inclement weather uh, to pass between them. And uh, I believe there's 350 booths available in that building, 350 different exhibitors. Wow. Uh, potential for that. We'll have exhibitors scattered around through, uh, you've been in those buildings, there's nooks and crannies and corners about everywhere. Right. Uh, and we'll have some, you know, kind of scattered throughout the complex. But we certainly are going to have a very dynamic trade show, yes. That'll be exciting. Well, listen, if you haven't been to Grand Island, and some of you certainly have, especially if you have anything to do with junior livestock shows, because Grand Island has become a, become a hub and a destination for many of the major breeds junior livestock shows. But outside of our state fair, this will be the first opportunity for many people, I think, Van, to experience these newly remodeled uh, Nebraska fairground facilities that we have so for those people who haven't been there let's try and paint a picture of what they can expect and nobody can do this better than you van because um not only are you in charge of the nebraskan but um as our fairgrounds to give you a little history and, and i want you to to talk a lot about this but our fairgrounds was originally in lincoln and it was moved to grand island and uh, along with that came a new facilities, but you were instrumental in, in the design and, and the building process of that facility. And uh, I want you to explain to people what they can expect out of our facility because it is tailored specifically for a, a large cattle event. So paint a picture of that if you would. Well, <clears throat> thank you for that. Uh, it, they are, they, I, I, I tell people tongue in cheek and, and not very public, although it's gonna be pretty public right now, but. I, I oftentimes, re, oftentimes refer to them as my babies. Um, <laughs> and they, and they, those buildings really truly are, they hold that uh, place in, in, inside of me. Uh, they are a labor of love. Mm -hmm. um, what I did through that process, I and, and, and other board members, and of course uh, my current business partner, at the time he and I might have done a lot more than anybody else, uh, it's a situation where neither one of us regret it, but make no mistake, we'll never do it again. Um, so to give an example, when we, uh, when we moved from Lincoln, and, and part of this kind of goes hand in hand with the, with the National Western situation right now with the rebuild, uh, the comments that, you know, Denver may never come back and blah, blah, blah. And we've all heard it. I, I hear way more than what I want to. I liken a lot of that to the 2008-2009 timeframe in the state of Nebraska, uh, where we actually started construction in terms of dirt moving. So from, from moving the first ounce of dirt to holding the state fair at, on the current date, uh, we did all those buildings in less than 14 months. Mm. And that's lock, stock, and barrel, literally. And remember the, that number they, when you folks see that facility for the first time, because that will that will uh, put that in perspective for you. In fact, uh, some of the little details were, there was one day, I don't know why, but somebody, somebody on the general, uh, one of the superintendents counted the workers. 
And there was one day, I believe it was in a, it was in March or April of 2010. There was one day where they did a count, an exact count of workers and determined that we were the 31st largest town in the state of Nebraska. Just based population. on the workforce. Just on the workforce wow. there. Um, that being said, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say, I'm, I'm sometimes get a little selfish. I'm, I'm in the cattle business. Uh, I believe we have a beautiful uh, a facility for goats and sheep and equine and hogs and, and, and you name it. I think it's a beautiful facility, but it is, and it was intentionally designed for cattle predominantly. Um, there's not very many facilities, if any, in the United States, probably, and perhaps even in North America, there's not very many facilities that can wash 250 head of cattle at one time. Mm -hmm. all in heated wash racks. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can do that in Grand Island. We have four wash racks, two in the sheep barn, two in the cattle barn, that collectively can wash 240 head at one time. Wow. If all 240 spigots are on at the same time, no spigot has less volume or pressure. Uh, again, designed that way. Every drop, every 10 foot on every tie line has four single receptacles. Each receptacle has its own 20 amp breaker and every breaker for every drop is located uh, for anybody to, to operate in that line on a column in that line. Uh, very specific, intentional, uh, I, I, and I did it on purpose. Um, both buildings are heated. At the time we built the Nebraska State Fair, we had installed, purchased and installed more big ass fans than any facility in the world, according to Big Ass Fan Company at the time. No one had ever purchased and put more than we, uh, we did, and we did 27. And those are the large 20-foot wingspan, what are they? They are circulatory fans that, that help move air. 24-foot diameter uh, ceiling fans, basically. But really what makes the, the system work in those buildings, the, the, the ability to control the smell, the odor, you know, the odor, the dust, and the temperature, is we use what's called clear stories. I call it a raised ridge, uh, which has windows on top down the, down the ridge line and adds great, great natural lighting. Mm -hmm. But in that raised ridge, the secret to the entire system are the, are the 12 72-inch diameter exhaust fans. And so we're able to create air movement um, which has never really been done in any facility I've ever been in to the volume of cubic feet we move in that. But that being said, let me jump ahead. Our arena seats uh, 3,500 people permanently. In the arena, very unique at the time in 2010, was a 14 by 28 foot full high definition television screen. Mm -hmm. uh, each barn, including the, the Aurora Co-op Arena where the pen show will be, uh, the the Aurora Co-op barn, which is where the pens will be, uh, the sheep barn, the cattle barn, all have, and I believe and I believe those are uh, 10 by 14 full high definition television screens in each one of those, uh, all controlled by a media room with cameras and projected uh, all over. All the buildings are connected with fiber. We'll have all the 55-inch and larger flat-screen TVs uh, operable uh, in the barn bar, uh, in the uh, uh, 
Aurora Co-op Arena uh, in the loft, the Nebraskan Club, we call it. All of those will be operable during, uh, during the Nebraskan. And, and the uh, reason that's important uh, from an exhibitor standpoint is that instead of mom and dad or someone else running back and forth continuously to the show ring to try and find out what class they're on or where they're at in the show, you can, from about any place in any of those barns, Van, just glance up and there's a gigantic jumbotron type of screen that displays not only a video of the class, but it, it normally has information printed at the bottom that says, you know, this is class 25 of the Red Angus show or whatever. So you know that instantly where you're at all the time. What started that whole process was I had told, I, I told my fellow board member at the time, uh, I had envisioned when we, were, when we were designing these buildings, I had envisioned a uh, arrival departure if you will, a bank of, of TV screens every so often in every one of the buildings so that people could, could do that. They could, they could glance up and see where they're at rather than mom getting yelled at every five minutes to find the program and figure out where everybody's at. Uh, and it kind of escalated into this. But uh, no, it's yeah, a it, nice it, feature. So we've got water pressure. We know that. And uh, uh, a little bit sarcastically, when you told about the uh, the 250 head getting washed at one time, I thought, where else could you get 250 head dry after you wash them? But uh, the electricity is adequate and ample to do that as well. Uh, when you get them back yeah. to the stalls and I the usually tell people they won't be. Uh, yeah. That people will not be deafened by the sound of generators right outside the door. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it is a uh, kudos to you guys in the design process because it is. Very, very well thought out and nicely designed and very uh, much more adequate in terms of utilities go than what we're used to at, at other facilities that we travel to. So people will enjoy that if you haven't experienced it already. Um, Van, that's inside the barn. Give us a picture of what outside the barn is going to look like. Now, you told us you're going to set up night pins for the yard cattle. It'll be connected with alleys. I guess I'm asking more about what the tie-out situation is going to look like for the hill cattle. So, as you know, Jake, coming in, so for those that haven't been there, as you come into Grand Island, you'll turn on to Stolly Park Road. Uh, you can come up either Stewart Road or you can come up uh, Locust Street, but one way or another, you need to get on the Stolly Park Road. That's the road, the street on the south side of the fairgrounds. You'll drive to a parcel of land on the south side off grounds where you'll be staged uh, to drive in much like you would hill cattle uh, and, and yard cattle in Denver. And, and honestly, I, I patterned this check-in that we use for the state fair literally after, uh, you know, emulating what they do in Denver. And you'll be staged in four to six different rows uh, and you'll drive up, stop, hey, your cattle will be checked physically, your cattle health papers will be checked by veterinarians. Uh, you'll pick up your packet, which will have your exhibitor pins, uh, premium parking pass if you purchased it, uh, all your entries and, and such. And I believe back tags, but I, I, we're having some, we have to clarify all that with some of the breeds yet. Okay. But uh, typically that's how it's going to go. Then you'd leave that area, get back on the Stolly Park Road, drive west a uh, couple blocks, a few blocks, turn onto the fairgrounds and you'll be routed into, uh, if you're, if you're pen cattle, you'll, be routed through the tie outs down to the 
to the Aurora Co-op uh, building. If you're hill cattle in the cattle barn, you'll be routed straight into the cattle barn. And if you're in the sheep area, you'll go past the tieouts and enter the enter the sheep barn area uh, also from the west. But okay. everything literally is is very very straight line, very organized. Uh, very little time, if ever, we we never have people lined up on streets, and we try to maintain as fast of a move in and move out as possible. As you know, Jake, the other thing most buildings don't have, um, and this is this is something that was always important to me, every single aisle in every barn has its own outside access door, a very large overhead door. Um, depending on the weather in January, you know, we'll control some of that. Um, again, depending on the weather, uh, we'll determine how many times we go down. But as you know, Jake, our buildings are designed to run two trailers, pick up some trailers side by side through the entire length of the barn. And during state fairs and junior nationals, many times that's how we load in is just right down through the gut. Uh, again, the, the main thing was to be as simple and as fast to get unloaded, set up the trailer gone as was possible. And it really and minimizes it the distance people have to pack equipment in and out. That is correct. Yep. Yep. The, the, you know, again, you're, you're one of the reasons during the design was we've shown cattle at Kansas City, Denver, Louisville, uh rapid city billings uh, you know and all over everywhere else and uh, some people say how did you ever come up with all these ideas and it's a very simple answer which has the benefit of the truth i tried not to do all the bad stuff i'd seen in my life yeah yep yeah now that's and it's well done i mean i i, I brag on these facilities quite a bit to everyone and we're going to brag about them on the podcast here but uh, what was the baseball player's name that says it ain't bragging if it's true? And uh, that, <laughs> people will be impressed. They'll like it. You'll enjoy the facilities. Talking about those tie-outs for the hill cattle, will that be done on – is there a grass area for that? I mean, some of these shows, Denver being one, a lot of times we're, we're actually on, a, on an asphalt uh, parking lot or something for a tie-out. So so. The, tie, the permanent tie-outs in Grand Island are straight west of the cattle barn. Uh, there'll be ample tie-outs. We'll set up additionals. I know that we're talking about setting up additional ones. That'll be uh, uh, steel posts, uh, steel pipes driven in the ground and additional tie-outs put up. That is on dirt. Uh, there is a rock drive down the center. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be bedded possibly. Uh, there'll be a base of some, of some ground chips. But the, the tie-outs and the night pens will all be uh, straw. Okay. And uh, the straw will need to be purchased. Uh, you can bring straw with you. Um, we're not a certified weed-free state, so we don't have a lot of the rules that you remember in Denver. Um, we will have baled straw available to purchase, and we'll have an ample supply. Um, so uh, everybody will bed those. The, the, the tie-outs are available first come, first serve. Um, and, and again, it, it's January in Grand Island. The, the one thing I will say that's hard for me to understand, and I just talked to a friend of mine in Grand Island right now, uh, just before you and I got on this call, and uh, they didn't have any snow down there, Jake. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're the unlucky ones this time. Well, that can work either way, as we know. Sure. But you know, it is far. I mean, it's 
Tuning in Nebraska and Grand Island always has a, a, a much, in my opinion, they have a much milder winter than we do. Yeah. As it it won't be a big shock or, or change from what people normally would expect at the Denver Stock Show. That'd I don't believe way of so. saying it. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me might be the wind. Uh, and we have, we have purchased, and I mean this sincerely, we have purchased thousands and thousands and thousands of feet of this portable windbreak material uh, panels. Mm. Um, you know, we can't, we can't build a, a shelter belt. We can't build, you know, a natural windbreak everywhere, but uh, we'll certainly make it comfortable for the people that that won't be an issue. So let's, um, let's get off the fairgrounds for a little bit and let's introduce people to the city of Grand Island. So when you uh, get ready to, to book a motel, when you get ready to uh, go to a restaurant, uh, Van, what I love about it, and I think what's made it so welcoming to these junior programs that the various breeds has, is that Grand Island is big enough uh, to kind of accommodate the needs of a big show, but yet much smaller and much more, I'm going to say, friendly type of town than sometimes we end up um, uh, dealing with at some of these shows. So a lot of these shows, we go to fairgrounds and you're a little bit nervous when you get off the fairgrounds. You're in a, in a little bit of a sketchy part of town. Explain to people the, the feel and the atmosphere of Grand Island, the city itself. Well, I'll put it this way. Grand Island is, is, a, is a big town, small city that has a lot of uh, metropolitan attributes. Um, it's very simple to get in and out of. It's very simple to navigate. There's a lot of direct routes. Uh, most of the hotel motels are either on Locust Street, which is kind of the main artery close to the fairgrounds, or they're over on Highway 281, which is also a, an, an international artery. Uh, and, you know, all your, all your chain restaurants, even some of the bigger, obviously the bigger chain restaurants, but a lot of, a lot of mom and pop cafes, um, just a, it, it's very comfortable. It's very easy to navigate, uh, and you're never very far time-wise, uh, even during quote-unquote rush hour. I mean, it's a town of 55,000 people, uh, and I always say they did that count at night. Uh, of course, <laughs> there's a lot of industry, and so people, I mean, it's a hub for 40 miles, 50 miles. Uh, one of the more interesting things I've said to, to some people that have asked, uh, you know, is there enough motels in Grand Island? What if we have to stay in Kearney? Well, I can assure you, uh, I've done the math and I've done this drive myself many, many times. You can literally stay in Kearney, Nebraska, get on the interstate and drive to Grand Island and do that probably in much less time than most people spend driving from Quebec Street to the National Western Grounds. That's hard wow. to get your head around that we could be in a different city and still be out to the fairgrounds quicker than that commute on the interstate in Grand Island. But I guess that's true. I never thought about it. It is very true. Hastings to the south uh, is only, I think, 18 minutes away. Kearney to the west, 34 to 36 minutes away. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you can't drive Quebec to the National Western Grounds and get parked in 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, and, and we're, you know, we'll, 
the city is is uh, city in the um, visitors bureau. Uh, they are anticipating having shuttles from hotels. A lot of the okay. hotels are talking about that now. So the hotel rooms in Grand Island's around two thousand rooms. Um, uh, and again, the eating establishments uh, just literally. I, I I guess they sent me a list. Way too many to to think about. Um, and you know, several locations that are fine dining. I mean, literally fine dining and, uh, and a great, great experience. If that's what people are looking for. One of the questions I wanted to ask you Van, because I know you have a lot of options available out at that facilities. Another going back just a little bit here to the show itself. Are you guys going to try and draw in some of the sales you know, the National Western spins off a lot of events other than just the show. And I know different breeds have some sales there. Are you trying to get any of those into Grand Island during the Nebraskan? So we have four sales. Uh, one of them off-site. I believe Salers is off-site. We have American Aberdeen is having a sale. Salers is having a sale during the Nebraskan. The Simmental, the one sale they call it, which is the Colorado Simmental Association, is partnered with the Nebraska Simmental Association, uh, and uh, Eberspacher Enterprises is putting that on on site uh, during the Nebraskan. And then Eberspacher Enterprises is also putting on their Sim Magic on Ice, which will be held adjacent to these buildings in the Bossman Conference Center, which is right, literally part of the Heartland Event Center, the big indoor arena. Uh, those are the sales that we know of as of right now happening in Grand Island. So there will be other events going on like we're used to at the National Western because that's all part of the excitement too, you know, if, as we think of trying to bottle up that magic and, and relocate it somewhere, it sounds like you're getting a lot of the same attractions, which is great. We really are. We're, I'm kind of taking the approach, uh, rather than selling new car smell and shiny chrome, I'm kind of taking the approach that we're going to sell a work truck to, uh, to a farmer rancher. And that is uh, the information that is put out now, which our website uh, by Monday morning, the 25th or 6th, I think this is the 24th, we're recording this anyway. Uh, I believe Monday morning on the 25th, um, our website will have a substantial amount of information, uh, entry information, entry costs, details on betting. The schedule, of course, has been up for quite a while. Rules, rules and regulations are up. Um, judges are, are being secured as we speak. Quite a few of them are secured. Uh, we, have, we have a substantial uh, uh, participation by breed associations um, for, you know, and, I don't hide a lot of things. We all know that there's another event going on in Oklahoma City. Um, obviously, that was very confusing to a lot of breed associations. Tended to get a little uh, heated here and there and very competitive. Well, then Fort Worth canceled. And so instead of just needing one replacement, now they need two. And so it, mm -hmm. it's, it's worked actually to the benefit of everybody. And it's working quite nicely. Well, in the way that you described that schedule, it seems that it's been designed more complementary in nature than competitive in nature. So that should exhibitors want to try and participate in both, it sounds like that option is going to be on the table. Absolutely. I, that, that, I didn't even, I, I didn't hesitate five seconds on that. Uh, again, back to the standpoint, what's my interest here? My interest here 
is to bring as many people as possible to Grand Island to be able to network and, and visit and build or maintain relationships as possible. And to do anything that would limit that is counterproductive. And so it just didn't take a lot of thought process on my part. Yeah. So you addressed some things uh, without even being asked, Van. You, I mean, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak. There are tons of rumors flying around about, you know, why Denver was canceled and why there even is a Nebraskan or why there are these other shows. And so I want to give you the opportunity to hit some of that uh, straight on and give our cattle pros listening audience a chance to hear it directly from the source and not from uh, somebody that's not informed. Van, is this an annual event that you guys are going to try and host every year? Or is this just a one-year substitute for the national Western? What's your goal for the event? Well, I'm going to answer that right up front the first time. This is a one-time deal for the Nightings. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> period. <laughs> uh, I've heard, uh, I heard our middle son, Justin, say it probably the best. Uh, and, and by the way, the answer is this is a one-time deal. There is no intentions. There's okay. no future booking. Um, his answer is probably more appropriate than mine at this time. It, we're only doing this one year. However, obviously the blueprint will be available in the future. Right. Uh, as I said, as being the only endorsed show by the national Western and working with them directly, utilizing some of their owned assets to put on the Nebraskan, our first goal and our only goal after uh, creating and hosting a first-class event is to maintain the uh, maintain the historical value and the integrity of the National Western. I, I said that from day one. I'll have no part of anything that becomes predatory uh, or competitive in any way, shape, or form. Um, Denver is Denver. It, it's what it is. It's what it's always been and what I want it to continue to be. So, no. There's no hidden agenda. There's no, there's no consideration. There never was. It was never spoke of. And the first person that does speak of it, uh, it will be met with the wrath of me. This <laughs> is just to complement and to maintain the historical value of the National Western. Well, Van, on behalf of the Cattle Pros audience and on behalf of a parent of some kids now that enjoy going to junior livestock shows, um, I think people like yourself, you included it, but all these others who have stepped up to the plate every time one of these shows have been canceled. And hasn't it been interesting that when one event goes down, mostly because of COVID, this case, as you said, because of construction and things going on at that facility in Denver. But when one of these facilities goes down, it's not a week, two weeks, 30 days at the most. And there is one or two or three that have popped up to take its place. And um, as a person who has been involved with putting these on before, these aren't money-making deals. And they are monsters in terms of time consumption and honestly headaches and organization and planning. And you said it already, calling in favors um, that are probably more due to you personally 
that maybe could even be better used in your own businesses. But there are people like you all, like you who have um, said, hey, you know what? Count me in. We'll, we'll do something. We'll figure this out. We're not going to let the livestock business go without the tradition uh, that we're used to the first week of January. And um, I just want to say thank you uh, to you and to, I'm sure, the large staff that is involved with putting this on. Uh, the Nebraskan, the people at the Nebraska State Fairgrounds, uh, on behalf of a very, very grateful livestock community, because without that volunteerism and that spirit of just, oh heck, we can do this ourselves, and and let's plan something up, uh, it this would look a lot different. And what a wonderful situation this is, that we do have multiple choices and multiple events instead of having nothing. And that's really where right. I want our audience's focus to be. It's, it, this is a great thing. And you've got really great people who have been very um, selfless with their time and energy and, and efforts in making something possible for you all. And I just think it's important that uh, we get behind all of these events as best we can, Van. So thank you uh, for what you guys are doing. Uh, not a problem. It's, uh, it's, I, I'm not going to say it's a labor of, labor of love, but you know what, uh, we've done it before the first three years, those buildings were in existence. My family and I put on all the, all the junior nationals and off season shows the first three years they were in Grand Island. So while I said, this is not a stretch for us, uh, and I'm not terribly concerned about putting on the show, uh, the single biggest dynamic obviously is the 90 days. Um, you know, I, I was talking to a, a group of people that pretty integral part, uh, and, and there, there needs to be that integral part. And one of them said, well, he got a little frustrated and he goes, you know, this, you're kind of pushy. You're, you're kind of pushy on your time frame." <laughs> I just chuckled and I said, you know, no offense, but instead in terms of the, of the Nebraskan, we're more than a little pregnant here. Uh, <laughs> We don't have the we don't the have the, we don't have the yeah we don't have the luxury of saying well let me think about it um, make a decision make it make it quickly and let's move on uh, and and to the credit of many and you're right many is an understatement from from the Nebraska State Fair Board to the to the Fauner Park to the City of Grand Island to the Grand Island Chamber of Commerce to the state of Nebraska to the tourism in Nebraska, the Nebraska Department of Agriculture. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. Fauner Park, at the end of the day, uh, I'm a little amazed that those, all of those, and, and some of the entities I've met, mentioned, some I haven't, have been able to react as rapidly as they have, as positively as they have, when, Quite honestly, a large portion of those people involved really don't have a clue what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, kudos to the cattle industry, uh, honestly, for having a, a, a perceived reputation that they don't have to answer all the trivial questions when they, when they stand up and say, this is it and this is what we're doing and we're doing it everybody kind of nods and says, okay, with the, uh, with the knowledge that they're going to pull it off and we will, everybody will. 
just the spirit of getting the ball rolling and we'll figure it out as we go and, and we'll tackle those problems as they come. So that, uh, that is great that it's such a team effort, team mentality, and everybody's on board. And um, it's going to be great, Van. And um, I would think that there's a lot of people that are excited and curious and want to know more about it. So let's explain to people how they can learn a little more about it. Now, you've already shared with us that by Monday, the 25th of October, it's your goal to have the website pretty heavily loaded with the who, what, when, where kind of information. Uh, will those entries be available through your website? Will the breed associations be linking up to those? Tell us how exhibitors can enter the Nebraskan. Okay, right now the website is live. It's called the Nebraskan.org. T-H-E, Nebraskan.org. Uh, there is some information up there already. It more goes up every day, including today, Sunday. Uh, one, of our, one of the things I think are going to be most um, uh, pertinent to the individuals that are listening to this is what we call our frequently, frequently asked questions. And that refers to the to the pen and the hill cattle. Uh, it has the entry amount, the size of the pens, um, the entry amount and the bedding situation on the hill cattle. It has the tieouts listed, the the night pens listed, um, all the or a lot of the rules and regulations, a lot of the bedding, uh, things like that. So uh, some details. Um, we are we are charging admission for this show. It's $5 per person per day. Uh, the dynamics involved in that is uh, simply, uh, let's face it, a, a way to recoup some expenses. Right. Um, I believe $5 is, uh, is not argumentative to anyone that's going to put in fuel in their vehicle and drive that far. That being said, there will be pins. Uh, we're going to, again, trying to maintain the, 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 History of National Western, there will be exhibitor pins. Uh, the pins are available for $20 per person per pin. Um, that's good for the duration of the show, if one so wishes to say throughout. We're doing something a little different. Uh, I have, or we have reserved the asphalt parking lot directly in front of all the barns, directly south of the Heartland Event Center. So anybody that's been there, the main parking lot east of the barns. That is reserved for exhibitor and vendor parking only. Great. It is available to park there at $20. The $20 sticker per vehicle uh, is good for the duration of the show. My, again, I was influential in that. I'm going to say that with a wink and a nod. Um, I've been an exhibitor or vendor more than I've been a spectator anywhere. And uh, it always baffled me that the vendors and exhibitors which essentially are the only people that carry something in and out every morning and night, typically park farthest away. I wanted to make a change. I wanted to change that up. Uh, also the way the, the grounds lays out for a January show, assuming it, you know, there could be some cold days, some miserable days, uh, what have you, or less than, uh, less than fun days anyway. Um, we will allow people to park at leisure. There's no charge for open parking. Um, and then uh, as they enter, they'll enter through heated tents. Uh, we'll have day passes available online on our website as well. Uh, and we'll move through that direction. Then all entries will happen online. 
Our online entry should be up and running by the end of the first week in November, and it will remain open until December 5th. Okay. Uh, everything will be purchasable at that time. Anything pre, you know, known at the time, of course, bedding can be purchased daily. Uh, but we'll have bedding available to purchase online also if they want to reserve some ahead of time. Um, there'll be feed available. We'll have a feed store. We call it a feed store that'll sell chips. So the pen cattle are $85 a head. Or excuse me, the hill cattle are $85 a head. That includes your first bedding. Um, between you and I, the bedding is quality enough that that's probably all the bedding anybody's going to use. If they so choose to add some chips, they're more than welcome to bring their own or purchase whatever they need or whatever they want. But the $85 be similar to the bedding that's out like during the state fair or some that of the the, yeah. And that is the, good bedding. Yeah, it's triple cleaned. It's ground pallets, ground small, triple cleaned. Uh, it is really premium bedding uh, for most cases, and you're used to it, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, and, of course, the, the tie-outs for hill cattle, that'll be the responsibility of the exhibitor to bed that. Um, no pens are allowed in the tie-outs. None will be tolerated, none allowed. Uh, the pen cattle, the pen cattle will be $50 per head per class. The pens themselves will be $150. Uh, we have pens of three and pens of five entries. Um, the day pens under a roof will measure 16 by 24 feet. That should be ample, ample room for a pen of three or a pen of five, plus a little 10 by 10 pop-up tent if they want to do that, mm -hmm. uh, which, again, this is not a heated building. Um, I'm guessing with the insulated walls, the ins insulated roof, and then stopping the wind from blowing through it, it'll be quite nice in there. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will tell everybody that it does differ from what Denver is, there will not be any open flames allowed in any building, obviously a building, but the pens, uh, the people that bring their grills, uh, that's not going to happen inside the building. Yeah. Um, and that's not something... Yeah, I'm not going to waffle on that. Everybody should know that well enough. Uh, certainly okay to take your grill outside, grill your meat, and bring it back in, but nothing, no open flame inside the building. Yeah, that would uh, be a good way for the fire marshal to get the whole thing shut down real quick. Yeah. I, some things I fight for, some things I just say, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and there will be no washing inside the pen barn. Uh, there are six hydrants in the building. Um, and, and that be substantial to, to carry buckets, but uh, it's not, I mean, it's not going to be as many hydrants as what people are used to, but there will not be washing. It is a flat floor with no drains. There will not be washing. The washing for the pen cattle will happen in the cattle barn. We will have windbreaks set up. We will have rubber mats. The rubber mats we use will not be slick mats. Uh, I understand what water and, and below 32 degrees does. Um, we'll have a nice rough textured mat for the cattle to pass back and forth and they'll pass back and forth, uh, without the wind blowing off. So those, those details are worked out already. Bagged bedding will be the only thing in the pen barn and they must purchase it or bring it themselves. Uh, I wanted very badly to have provided bedding for the pens, but 
logistics inside the building with 10 foot aisles doing bulk bedding, it doesn't, it just doesn't work. And uh, we, we, we even tried in thinking about inventing some, some, some machinery to make it happen. And I finally threw my hands up and I said, you know, they buy bedding in Denver, they're going to have to buy bedding in Grand Island for the pens. That's just the way it's going to be. I would uh, point out the important difference there, Van, is um, the Denver bedding is expensive. And if you give people the option to, to bring the bedding from home, that in and of itself can be a, a pretty substantial cost savings. So I tip my hat to you guys for making that option available um, and, and not throwing rocks at Denver. Don't hear me say that, but that's just a fact. The bedding bill well, is, this is incredible. Fact, we, yeah, we paid the same price. And I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars some years for bedding. I will tell you that we also are, are at least... I personally am, am, am in the middle of the pricing of the bedding. Uh, obviously, everybody needs to be able to cover the costs and, and make a little for delivery, but uh, it, it will not be a gouge situation. Um, I encourage people, honestly, to bring what they can. I understand the dynamics. Sometimes you can't haul 30 bales of straw. Yeah. You know, let's be honest. But uh, we'll do everything we can to make it as reasonable and affordable as possible. Well, that's much appreciated in and of itself. Um, so what I'm hearing, Van, is that Monday the 25th, that website is, is going to be pretty well stocked and loaded with information. You're going to have the FAQ button on there, the frequently asked questions. That will probably be the exhibitor's best friend, especially those who haven't already been to the facility. There'll be a lot of uh, questions automatically answered on there that you'll be asking. Um, it sounds to me, Van, like the fee structure, the entry structure is going to be very similar to what exhibitors are already used to at the National Western, um, with the exception of being able to bring some of that bedding from home, should you have room and should you choose to do that. And then the entries will then close on December 10th. And again, all that happens at thenebraskan.org. Did I get that right? Yeah, December 5th. December 5th, I'm sorry. So those entries closing, correction on December 5th. And the website again was the, and, and it is the, the word the in front of it, nebraskan.org, not .com, but .org. That is correct. Okay, super. Excellent. Well, I think you have covered a ton with us here. Uh, you've given us a great idea of what to expect. And, and just as curious minds want to know why, why it is that you're doing it, what it is that you're doing. So we appreciate you giving us a little behind the scenes look on that. I want to tell you, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. You said you'd done that before. And if you have, you know, we've got a spot on here called stock shows and burritos. And this is where we talk. We kind of have a little fun, but let's give some people an idea. We've already described a little bit about the town of Grand Island. Uh, and these facilities, but man, I'm going to leave it open to you. If you want to open up a little bit more about that facility, uh, share anything that we've left out or, or tell some of the stories about just the construction of that alone, which if you haven't had a chance to talk to Van Knighting about that, he is so fun to sit down and have a steak with and just hear him talk about the different things that he's uh, built, invented, or been a part of in his life. It really is an amazing life story that you have, Van. Um, but Nebraska State Fairgrounds being a big part of that. And um, it, it is really, really a cool story how much you guys accomplished in such a short amount of time. Um, but I'm going to jump ahead of you just a little bit. 
we were down delivering bulls uh, just, I think, as COVID was hitting. So that was kind of March. <laughs> and I hated that we, we ran across it then. But there's a really good new Mexican place in Grand Island. I think it's called El Toro. Have you tried that out yet? I have been to El Toro. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, a uh, Tex-Mex or a, or a Mexican food person because, as my boys will tell you, table pepper is hot to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a spice guy. I like salt. Um, We're not going to have uh, a pepper eating contest anytime soon. <laughs> no, not at okay. all. Grand <laughs> Island has some absolutely uh, uh, knocked out of the park uh, Mexican uh, eateries. And I mean, very, very, very good. And they will fill you up. Um, they also have, uh, they have a new kind of a white tablecloth, uh, restaurant called 40 North. Oh, I haven't heard about this. Very downtown, uh, very upscale, remarkable steaks. I mean, just remarkable steaks. Uh, it's actually owned a part owned by a former mayor of Grand Island, Jay Babrichek. Uh, but that's a very, very nice place. Um, eateries to me typically in Grand Island Jake and I don't mean this the wrong way but you know my time in Grand Island is typically long days at the fairgrounds and or Husker harvest days and I'm probably not the greatest guy in the world to, do, to be able to tell you the best places to eat I know, uh, I'm guilty of that too 10 o'clock at night <laughs> yes. yeah it's usually shoved to you out the window of a drive-through in a brown bag you know <laughs> grease coming through the side of it but that's we choose to live that life but if you have the opportunity there are going to be some great restaurants that's the point oh absolutely absolutely and we're you know we're hoping uh, I've got some plans for the Nebraskan club which we haven't talked a lot about I would like to touch on that yeah that'd be a good way to wrap it up tell us about the Nebraskan club well it, it's it's commonly referred to as the loft uh, it, it's fairly unique in the fair in at least in the fairgrounds world um, and it was kind of found space during the construction, which by the way, most everything that people talk about that they like is fairly accidental and was typically done, uh, you know, during construction, you'd, you'd be amazed and we don't have time here at all, but you'd be amazed at the number of, of, uh, uh, items that people or things that people talk about that literally were done during construction. That being said, the loft is, uh, 10, 10 or no, it's 11 or 12 foot tall floor to ceiling glass that sits on the end of the arena, second floor, uh, served by steps or elevator that overlooks the arena. And of course, the, the large HD uh, digital TV screen. And uh, that'll be membership only. Uh, that is $150 membership cost. That's a pin that's good for the duration of the show. Uh, there will be a cash bar and, uh, and we will have a noon meal, um, the noon meal and I'll, we'll have an announcement later on, uh, who's doing that, but it'll be a, a very nice, uh, sit down noon meal for the members that want to be up there. And then, uh, each night, different nights, not all the nights are full right now. Uh, different breeds, different sale management companies, different breeders, uh, can and have reserved that space after four o'clock for three hours 
to host their own deal. The one thing that I'm most excited about is one of those nights, the, some of the staff and some board members of the National Western Stock Show will be the Nebraskans guest hosts uh, in, in the Nebraskan club uh, starting at four o'clock one afternoon. And we're real excited to, to welcome them uh, to this event and to our facilities uh, and allow them to be our host uh, for an evening uh, to, you know, to share with others and, 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 and really understand that, that the bulk of the cattle industry, I think I, I'm going to go out on linear and say virtually everybody in the cattle industry, they're rooting for the, for the national Western and willing to do a lot. And so we're going to, we're going to try to maintain that, that the significance of that and show it to them, uh, in, in the Nebraskan way. And folks, if you haven't uh, been to our fairgrounds before in Nebraska, the room that Van's describing, I want you to imagine one of these professional sports stadiums and a clubhouse that literally sits out and overlooks the field or like a press box type of area. But as he described, uh, glass floor to ceiling uh, windows that literally put you right on top of the action in the show ring as the, the day's activities are going on. It is a fantastic and I mean fantastic room and very unique to any other fairgrounds that you'll go to and um, if you are going to be in attendance I'm just going to tell you in advance to plan on trying to be a part of that because it is just super cool and you're going to want to try and make one of the socials that he's describing at night or become a full member of that or something because that's very very unique to that Grand Island facility and it and it's a beautiful room it's it's upscale and it's classy and it's nice and it's just a good little getaway during the hustle and bustle of a livestock show someday i'll tell you the story how that came about by the way i'd love to hear it i'd love <laughs> to hear it well van knighting you've been very generous with your time and and this is another funny story for you listeners we had such a hard time he and i connecting for some reason our equipment didn't like to talk to each other but we finally got this together we appreciate your time on a snowy sunday afternoon um, and we very much look forward to uh, the Nebraskan coming up on January 9th through 24th. And again, for more information on that, you're going to want to visit thenebraskan.org. That's their website. Van Knighting is the man in charge of the event. Uh, you'll be hearing more and seeing more of him. And Van, we wish you all the luck with this. We hope to see you down there and um, really appreciate the time and the effort that you and your team are putting into this. Well, thank you, Jake. Sin sincerely, thank you for uh, allowing our our uh, our group and our event to have some time. Uh, really appreciate it. it. It's it's promotion like this that money can't buy, and uh, and and we're grateful. Well, we're happy to make the uh, the Cattle Pros audience available to you all anytime. The microphone's open to you anytime. So as this unfolds, and if you need. Uh, uh, ever to share more information uh, prior to the show, then please do reach out and we'd love to have you back on here again. Very good. Thank you very much, Jake. Thank you. Thank you.